0: You're listening to Sermon Audio from King's Cross Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. For more information about King's Cross Church, you can visit us online at kingscrossraleigh.com. Scripture reading is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. I did want to share uh, a little bit of a little bit of Thanksgiving and praise, and as you guys may have known, the end of our year has been a tougher one for our family in regards to um, employment. And uh, for those who don't, I I was let go from a position and was looking for a job, but. and and by God's grace, He's provided that, and you as a family have been so encouraging and so uplifting and so uh, thoughtful to follow up, even when I fail to inform everyone when I'm finally employed, and I'm like phew, relieved. Um, <clears throat> but um, but I would also say that God has been gracious this year in so many more ways than just that. It's only been but it's been a month. This seems to mark the end of the year. But God has been gracious throughout the year, and one of the passages that came to my mind as I was thinking about the time that we've had over the course of 2023 and the years previous was Paul's admonition to the Philippians when he referred to them and told them <clears throat> um, in verse chapter 2, verse 17, when he said, Even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad I am glad and rejoice with all of you. And in the same way, should also be glad and rejoice. You should also be glad and rejoice with me. I, uh, I wasn't a, a crier until I had daughters. <clears throat> uh, but also it's affected me in the church. <laughs> and I say that because I appreciate the encouragement that I've heard this morning from even... A portion of our body and I know so many more who uh, have seen God work in this year and when I feel discouraged and when I feel uh, set aside or maybe <clears throat> uh, like I'm not sure which direction we might be heading that it is an encouragement to me that even if my life is poured out for your faith that I will rejoice and I didn't know it was going to hit me like that <laughs> um but i also want to encourage you because as we've looked at this last year that the reason that we have to have that encouragement and that reflection in time of testimony and thanksgiving is because it is a battle that we face um if you're one who claims christ and desire to follow him in obedience then you should expect a war and this passage in particular that we look at at the end of ephesians 6 comes as a bookend to Paul's admonition to the Ephesians to ready themselves for that battle. That spiritual warfare is real. And so, as Aaron has already mentioned, we wanted to wrap up this particular year, December thirty-first. Happy New Year, New Year's Eve. I don't know if I'll make it to midnight, but I've. We'll see. Probably will. There's a lot of kids in my house. Um, I wanted us to take a look at this admonition because. Um, as we look at this past year, we should be reminded that it is only in the strength of the Lord in our life that we have any chance or hope of standing firm in that battle. And it's only by prayer that we have access and communion to the Father. And we wanted to have the kids in here with us for many reasons, but one of which is because we also wanted to take the opportunity at the end of service, uh, not at the end, but following this, because I'm wanting to just simply give you three admonitions from this text, something that I think Paul is pointing to. Is it an exhaustive research project on prayer? No, not whatsoever. But admonitions that I hope would be encouraging to you and that you would be able to take hold of as you seek to pray and commune with the Father throughout 2024 and into the future. So let's look together, with, uh, if we could, and I don't think I finished my thought there, that you could take with you and then we could put into practice (laughs) at the end of service, that we could pray with one another, for one another. And Aaron already mentioned, Jesus welcomed the little children and we want to be together welcoming the little children into the Father's presence. And so we want to pray together. So let's look together at verse 18 of chapter six in Ephesians and what he says, and I'm going to have three admonitions. And the first admonition, I think, from that text, from that verse, is to pray at all times, always, and always. <laughs> see how I did a little thing? Pray at all times, always, in always. So when are we praying? At all times. I, I, I draw this from the passage because when we see four times Paul says all. 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 In the Greek, it's pos. There's, there's a word he's using. He is reiterating. Commentators look at this and say it's clear. He is wanting to reiterate the importance and the continue, to continue a way in which we should be in prayer. In First Thessalonians, he also tells us to pray constantly. In Colossians, he encourages that church to devote themselves to prayer. Back on the Sunday after following Thanksgiving, Micah Scott provided a sermon for us out of the text of James chapter 5, in which he discussed prayer as a way of life. And I'm hoping not to, <clears throat> uh, I'm not expanding on that any more than he did because he did such a great job, but to point to the fact that it should be the foundation of persistent and regular prayer, prayer that marks the life of a believer. Jesus shows us that as he walks away from the crowds to go seek the Lord in prayer and commune with the Lord. Paul demonstrates to us in Acts 17, verse 27, that God is not far from each one of us, that we would seek him and he is there. And this entire chapter is built on the foundation of the the spiritual warfare and all the tools that are put into place. And Paul starts this chapter in chapter 6, verse 10 and 12, where he says this section be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength, putting on the full armor of God. And he bookends it with this passage as the foundation for the entire armor and our sole source of power in the daily battle of Christian life to be in prayer. It's not described in connection with any other armor. Maybe if you were in Sunday school class and you remember putting the shield of faith and the the belt of truth and standing with, I'm going to mess it up because I'm going from the top of my head. There's a breastplate of righteousness going on. There's a helmet of salvation. Did I get it? Somebody who really knows better than me. So you've got all the parts and pieces, but prayer has no connection to any weapon or any armor. It's the power itself. That we have direct communion and conversation with the all power, almighty, most high God. And we cannot wield any of these spiritual weapons of war without total dependence and reliance on him. Because if you go into war and you think that not having a conversation with the most powerful, most high God of the universe and not hearing from him and not following him and you think you can stand, you're exposed and you're vulnerable. And you will not. You'll fall. So the first is pray at all times in all ways. And secondly, it says to pray at all times in the Spirit. So when are we praying at all times? How are we praying in the Spirit? Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. Now, here's where I just wanted to challenge you in this. What do I mean by that? Because I could throw it out there, great, pray in the Spirit. Let's move on. It's not mystical. It's not magical. And I will tell you this, if you're thinking in the back of your head, it's not Paul saying everybody needs to pray in tongues, okay? Okay. There are passages that encourage those things, and I'm not looking for an exposition on what that means. But he also says not everyone speaks in tongues, but here, everyone prays in the Spirit. Good enough? So in this particular case, he wants us to pray in the Spirit. But what does that mean? Well, I would submit to you, it's not the words we speak. It's not how we speak. It's not how we pray. But instead, it's a posture of our hearts. And the reason I would, the, the example I would point to most clearly, because I think in my own heart and my mind and the way that I search this, I'm not going to be able to define it, but Jesus did, is in Matthew chapter 6 when he tells the disciples, pray like this. So, what's the posture of his prayer? I say three things from the Lord's prayer. He says, You should pray like this, our Father in heaven. So, first off, it's a conversation with your Father. That's the posture. It's not disrespectful, but it's not formal. It's not big, lofty words. Matter of fact, right before that passage, he says, don't get in there and and stand up like the Gentile does or or the pagan does and think that you're gonna be heard by your many words, but go into your prayer closet because the Father who hears in secret will hear you. To have a heart of humility and, and closeness to the Father who is near to you, who loves you, who is trustworthy, He's familial. Our conversation is not high and lofty. You're not overthinking about your words and what others might think of your words. How many in here, when you sit down with family and friends, are really overly concerned about the people around you and what they hear you say? I am with a big group of people most of the time who are, when they're hanging out in a public place, they are not acting like they care what other people hear them say. Because when you're in family and friend, you're comfortable. You're close, you're near, you're honest. You're loving. And so first and foremost, it's a conversation, our Father in heaven. Secondly, it's in humility. He goes on in the verse, your name is honored and holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. See what he's saying in here. He's saying, first off, God, you are holy and I am not. It's humble before the king. It's not in pride. It's in a desire to see his will done on earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And secondly, and thirdly, it's in dependence and trusting in his provision. Give us today our daily bread. It's humility. I have needs, and Father, you are all I need. Your will be done on this earth. And thirdly, Jesus' prayer, the posture of his heart is in confession. And here's where I'm gonna be super honest. I think these phrases I'm giving you, I'm trying to help them be (laughs) memorable, is that uh, they're doing a lot of work. But at the same time, a heart of confession is one that knows that I need my debts forgiven. Forgive us our debts is a heart that is forgiving others as we also forgive our debtors and is one who knows you need God's strength to face temptation. Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. A heart of confession knows your place before the Lord and knows that you are weak and frail in your sin, but that forgiveness is rich that we pass it on to others we forgive others as we expect to be forgiven and i think that what we lose track of as believers when you have a heart of prayer i want to encourage you in this if you are unforgiving and you hold bitterness towards others you're in a dangerous place a very dangerous place a heart that is unforgiving is not a heart that's praying in the spirit A heart that's holding on to bitterness is not a heart that's praying in the spirit because a heart that's holding on to unforgiveness does not know all that they are forgiven of. And earlier in Ephesians chapter four, Paul warns the Ephesians this way, be angry and do not sin and don't let the sun go down on your anger. Okay. Can I just encourage you this? I don't believe that's what this this means. You need to stay up all night till four, five, six in the morning until you get the issue resolved. Anybody ever practice that? I've heard of it. Okay. If your spouse or your friend doesn't mean just stay up around the table and figure it out. What it means is don't let that anger and that unforgiveness settle in your heart. Right? Okay. Resolve it. And here's the warning he gives you. Why? Why do you not want to be unforgiving? Because you don't want to give the devil an opportunity. Paul and, and God connects unforgiveness and bitterness with the direct work of Satan in your life. If you hold anger and unforgiveness, the devil has an opportunity to work in you in ways that I am warning you is not where you want to go. It's not life, it's death. It's not praying in the Spirit. It's praying with anger and unforgiveness and bitterness. And it's not of Christ, it's of Satan. It's not of Christ. We should be praying at all times in the Spirit in conversation with our Father, in humility, in a heart of confession. and a heart of confession. Because honestly, if we do not pray in the Spirit in that way, if we do not pray in that way, then we are hindered and inhibited in our ability to follow what Paul's admonition next in verse 18 is, to pray in intercession for all the saints. So he says, pray first at all times. Secondly, pray in the spirit. Thirdly, pray in intercession for all the saints. What are we praying for? Verse 18, stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Too often our prayers are all about us. I, honestly, I, when I go to pray, I'm only thinking about what I need most of the time. That's the first thought. The first thought is, I'm, I'm not feeling good today, Lord. Can you help me heal me? You know, I'm having a bad attitude. Can you correct that? Maybe, Lord, uh, can you make sure that uh, Heather begins to see the things the way that I see them so that she agrees with me? Um, I've never prayed that before. <laughs> okay here's my encouragement friends in Philippians Paul says do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves everyone should look not to his own interest but rather to the interest of others Paul didn't say do most things out of s- <coughs> I'm sorry <laughs> do most things oh, this is terrible I can't read correctly he says do nothing out of selfish ambition but in humility consider others as important. So, so there's no measure in which we think less of ourselves and more of others. We should do nothing out of selfish ambition. And it's important because that heart of humility is what Christ shows us when he set down his own glory in order to lay down his life for you. And so when you go into prayer, you are going into the war room for the saints, Right, this is in the context of a battle, and your brothers and sisters are not just those who are out there doing their thing and figuring out, you are at war together. Like, we we battle for one another, like, we go into the prayer room not just because we want to make sure we get the right job or maybe feel healthy this week, but we are concerned about the spiritual wear, welfare of our friends, not just our friends, but our family. And not just our family, but even more than that, Peter tells us that we are living stones, that we as the body of Christ are also the temple of God, that we're a spiritual house being built up for God to dwell in, that God dwells in you and each one of us who are his. Do you think the enemy doesn't want to tear that house down? What what better than to tear out a stone to topple the whole house. And I could provide you with a list of believers that the world loves to set up and show, look how hypocritical they are. And to tear down God and Christ's church and slander them because why? They fell at the hand of the enemy. And you and I, brothers and sisters, are no different. We're a target. Matter of fact, we're told, Forever thinks they stand, be careful lest you fall. And so for one another, what Paul is admonishing, go to the throne room. Because if we are living stones in the spiritual house, first Peter also tells us that the be sober-minded and be alert because your adversary is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone to, to devour. And that's you and me. You think you're not a target. Stay alert, is the admonition in verse 18. Stay alert with all perseverance. All perseverance, stay alert and intercede for all the saints and be as specific as you can. That's my encouragement, friends. Be as specific as you can, as earnest as you can for your brothers and sisters because you know know the way in which they're being attacked. But we have the opportunity, as Paul says, to go to God in prayer for them. And Paul also continues in verse 19 and 20 to point us towards some specific ideas. If we can think of nothing else to pray for our brothers and sisters, look at 19 and 20. Pray this. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Hey, you got nothing else? you want to pray about pray for me pray for your brothers and sisters to be bold enough to speak about the gospel as we should because this is the good news of salvation and we want to provide the opportunity this morning to pray now to pray in the spirit to pray with all perseverance and intercession for the saints and so what we're going to do now for the next few minutes and um i'm going to just i'm not going to put a time limit on i want us to pray we the other around the room in two or three or four people. You can feel free to move wherever you want. I'm not going to be picky about it. I don't have, a, I don't have rules. But what's most important here is that we are honest with one another. If we have specific needs that we want to pray about, listen, hear how God speaks to you and leads you to pray. Pray with one another and speak words of life. Let's be the body of Christ today as we end 2023. look forward to the new year pray for one another and pray for god's work and pray that we would be bold enough to speak about it as we should let's go ahead and move to pray and uh and then i'll come back to close us in prayer and we'll move on to the lord's supper when it's time go ahead and pray let's pray